$267,000. I'll shuttle for one dance with Domino. Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? It's a charming tune. And welcome to the 20th episode of Bond Music Six of the Best, our ongoing series discussing the James Bond movie soundtracks. Well, that wasn't until we ran out of official soundtrack. So now this is our second episode of the spinoff series that started with the Raymond Benson. You know what? Just go with us. Trust me. There's <laughs> there's episodes of the past you can go listen to. We have covered every James Bond soundtrack, and now we are into the spinoff soundtracks. I am Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Some know me as Death Probe. I am joined as always. By my best friend in life, it is Alan J. Porter. Welcome back, Alan. I'm not sure I'm talking to you after this one. I'm oh. <laughs> certainly not sure about the best friend. Oh, <laughs> man. Apparently, <laughs> this particular CD is going to cause a rift. This should be a fun discussion, I think. I hope so. One of the fun things about doing this spinoff thing, or even just the soundtracks generally, is just actually just being introduced to new ways of thinking about the Bond music. Yeah. I mean, we did that with the bonus tracks on the the regular soundtracks. This one has certainly opened my eyes to a new sort of Bond music. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, that's good to know, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we are definitely going to explore some new sounds, especially now that we're into the spinoff soundtracks. And here's how it's going to work. We're going to have a discussion of the album overall. And then for each show, either Alan or I will get to be the show lead and, you know, pick the album and talk about it. And if you're the show lead, you get the first choice of your three favorite tracks from the album. And the second person has to pick from once left behind. So three picks, three picks, six of the best. I told you guys it would all work out. Anyways, sometimes we'll close out with a bonus track, although I'm not going to lie. I don't have an intro track for you this time. I don't have a bonus track for you because this album just truly kind of stands. So we're it. not actually just going to do six tracks on this episode, are we? I mean, it might be, just be six tracks. Alan. That must be the first six of the best where we've actually just done six. <laughs> Took us 20 episodes. <laughs> we figured it out eventually. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. All right. So this episode, we continue our adventure into the spinoff soundtracks with Bond, Beat, and Bass, the Electronica James Bond themes that is its full and official title and now i will lead us in a quick discussion of what i found out about it via the internet and it's not a lot it's kind of quiet and thin but i want to start a new tradition as i'm moving in to sort of talk about the album i want to ask alan a question and i will also answer this we should start these off with how did you discover it i mean we all know how we discovered the main you know albums the soundtrack albums to the bond film so how do you discover the spinoff soundtracks and alan how did you discover bomb beat and bass is it me forcing it upon you or were you familiar with it before this no it's all your fault all this right. is all your fault 
All right. That's yeah. good. <laughs> no, I mean, I, if I remember rightly, you, you picked one of the tracks. I think it was for the Moonraker. Correct. It was Moonraker. Episode? Yeah. So yeah. you and Don Zuderman was on and you guys both hated it. And so let's look at yeah. that on a macro scale now. <laughs> <laughs> so just added to the pain by sending me the link for the whole album. So I yeah. said, listen to this. So, yeah. Yeah. What to do? do that. Be professional. Listen to it all. So. Yeah. <laughs> good for you we do get some professionalism <laughs> on the show i however kind of like you on last episode because we did brush up on this a little bit last episode we did shaken and stirred and you said you just kind of came across it at a sam goody or a sun coast or something like that same for me on bond beat and bass i was at a music store one of those i'm certain sam goody sun coast something like that and i just saw it there it's got it's got a very james bondian cover it's very much bond in the gun barrel the barrel is made up of sort of silver and blue. Very striking and simple font. Just says Bond Beat and Bass. And I said, well, let's change Bond. I must own this. <laughs> so I, I picked it up and got it. It was released by Hypnotic Records on the 3rd of November, 1998. And I found it right about that time. I'd say it was 98 or 99. It was released at the height of Brosnan Mania, just after the release of Tomorrow Never Dies. It features mostly popular European DJs, but it does lack superstars like Moby, the Propellerheads, and Paul Oakenfeld, who we have mentioned on this show in the past. If you're interested in picking up a copy of Bond Beat and Bass, it's rather affordable. Alan, you can go ahead and make a joke right now if you want to. <laughs> I think it's sort of priceless, really, because I don't think I'd pay any price for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pain. Well, if you listen along with us today and you decide you kind of like its unique sound, it is less than $10 on eBay. Like I said, there's not a lot of information about it other than what I've already told you. What I did is I went into Amazon and I started reading the reviews, right? I got deep into the Amazon reviews. Oh, I didn't go down that rabbit hole. This, is, this should be interesting. <laughs> I did. And I don't think this is going to surprise you, Alan. The reviews generally land in three categories. Category one, people who love it. They love the unique sound, the unique twist on the James Bond music. Absolutely love it. Category two is people who find it to be an interesting novelty. Like, okay, is it an interesting little side project? If you're hip deep in the James Bond world, you might dig this. Other than that, it's just a novelty that exists. Then in category three are people who not only don't like it, but the phrase slap in the face comes up from time to time more than once in the reviews. There are people who I would say they're probably very, very traditionalist James Bonds and just do not like the experimental sound. So, But I get it. I understand each and every one of the three. I truly do. I said it front. I actually said it on the last episode as well. This electronica stuff, I said it when we did the Moonraker stuff, is not my style at all. But I would not say it was a slap in the face. I think I'd probably fall into that middle camp of it's an interesting experiment. Right. I think that's fair. Uh, I did get a chuckle when Alan did reveal last episode. He's like, I just really don't like electronica. And I'm like looking at the case and it says the electronica. James Bond theme. So I was like, well, next episode will be fun. And I will just round this out by reading from the insert of the CD itself. It says this collection showcases some of today's finest electronic artists updating these classic themes for a new generation of Bond fans. So let this be the musical backdrop while entertaining a friend. And as she whispers, I'm going to slip into something more comfortable <laughs> to you in your Bond-esque white dinner jacket. Make yourself useful by fixing up some martinis. But remember, the only way to drink them is shaken and not stirred. 
that is directly from the CD insert, which I think is interesting. They're assuming you only have lady company when you <laughs> listen to the CD. So I think I've told you this, but uh, talking of lady company, so I was playing this through this whole album just after you sent me the link, and I was going through every track in the office, and lady friend, wife, Jill, <laughs> co-author, co-author of a certain book, who knows her bond, walked in and was like, what the are you listening to? Sarah uh, just sent me this for the next show, and she's like, oh, my God, you poor soul. Um, I'm not quite sure it was going to get the lady friend effect that they say on the back cover. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. I'm surprised she didn't stop you when you just got to my name. And she's like, what the <laughs> are you listening to? And you're like, well, Jared. And she's like, okay, no, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. All right, Alan, you've kind of dipped your toe in it already, but now's your opportunity to give your thoughts on the overall CD. I'm listening, and so is everyone in podcast land. Yeah, pretty much. I must admit, the first time I threw, I listened to it. I was like, I was just shaking my head. I was like, I have no idea what this is. It's not my, it's not my cup of tea, not my glass of wine, whatever. Not my usual tipple. Didn't really like it. Left it quite a while before I listened to it again, and it was like, okay, I've really got to sit down and listen to this and pick. I think it was after you said, okay, I picked my three. And I was like, okay, good. I've only got like six left to pick three from. So I'm going to sit down and really listen to it. Um, and yeah, I started to appreciate a couple of the tracks a bit more, I think. Like I said, I think I'm firmly on the fence about it. I think it's an interesting side experiment. It's just not my not my scene, baby. Not my bag, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about because I know you enjoy this sort of music way more than I do. So I'm interested to hear your take on it. That seems fair to me. In 1998, when it came out, I was in college. This kind of uh, electronica stuff was getting very popular. So it just, it fit more naturally, I think, into my life. If it's tossed at you later in life, completely out of context of the late 90s, it's definitely weirder. Than- <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe I think maybe the gaming background, because you're a big gamer and I'm not, I just don't play video games. Um, mm, that could be an influence as well. Yeah, so it's not that sort of, that electronica type or the video game type music just is it's not something that's been part of my cultural upbringing or even bond upbringing so hmm. bond experience interesting you should say that because i do remember purchasing the cd at the cd store and i bought one other cd on that day and it was a uh, video game music cd so i think you might have got me on that one i think, <laughs> I think <laughs> you are correct well with that let's get into our picks as Alan said, I believe it's a nine-track CD. I have it sitting right in front of me. I could probably open it up and verify that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, nine-track CD. Hey, come on. We know on this show, counting is not exactly our forte. <laughs> yeah, let's just say there's nine-ish. <laughs> We're not sticking hard and fast numbers around here. There's nine-ish tracks, and I got to pick the first three, which made me feel so bad. It, uh, peek behind the curtain, listeners. I actually texted Alan, and I was like, since you don't like Electronica, would you like to pick the first three? <laughs> And he said, no, no, we're playing by the rules. So I said, okay. So we'll get into my first pick. And pick number one is track number one. It is simply called Intro by OT Zen. I feel like it's a good mood setter and a fun sneaky bond track. And it was already in my notes well before Alan and I said this. It says, probably appeals to my video game side. That is literally what it says in the notes. Alan knows me too well. So let's give it a listen. Thank you. 
Yeah, that definitely sounds video gamey to me and sneaky Bond. But what does it sound like to you? And be kind. <laughs> so the first time I heard it, I was like, what the hell does this have to do with James Bond and James Bond themes? I, I just couldn't hear anything in it that spoke right. to me about Bond at all. Good point. So I said, second time around when I actually said, OK, I've got to sit down and really listen to this album. And I sort of put that prejudice aside. I think it's a quite nice intro to the album. It's a sort of a gentle lead into the album and the style of music of the album. So as an intro, you said that was air quotes, by the way, listeners, as an intro to the actual CD, I think it works quite well in setting the tone of the CD. Still don't think it's got anything to do with James Bond, but <laughs> no, I think that's why it's just called intro. <laughs> yeah. But as an intro to the CD, yeah, I think it works. I agree. And that's one thing I did pick up on too. It didn't really, you know, all the others are reimaginings of old Bond tombs and this is just Sounds very much like it would belong in a James Bond video game. Yeah, I think good ear on that one, Alan. And with that, we could move into my second pick, which is, well, track number two. And good news, Alan, this one does work on a theme. It's called James Bond theme, and it's by Voigt Kampf. Now, I personally am a sucker for any fresh remix of the classic theme. So this one landed squarely in my wheelhouse. I like it a lot. Let's give it a listen.
Allen. Remix of the James Bond theme, Voight Kampf. Go! I heard James Bond stuff in that one. Yeah, right! So that was, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, if if you said I could only pick one track from this album, I think it would be that one. As I say, recognizable Bond theme. I also have sort of, I'm a sucker for remixes and different versions of the Bond theme. I have my own little YouTube channel that when I find different mixes of the Bond theme, I throw in there. And I, you know, when I'm feeling really geeky some afternoon, I'll just sit down and listen to like a whole raft of different versions of Bond theme. And I put this one into, into that collection. So I didn't actively dislike it. I mean, I put it in with the other Bond remixes, and the other versions of covers of the theme. As I said, you know, if you really twisted my arm and said you had to pick one favorite track on this album, I think it would be this one. I think I might be with you on that. It is pretty accessible, pretty low-key. It doesn't get as experimental as some of the other ones. Almost had a bit of a propeller head sound to it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, thank you. I was trying to think why it sounded a little sort of familiar, but yeah, I think it does have a bit of that propeller head. So HMSSS vibe. Yeah. Absolutely. I know what you're talking about. Okay, third and final pick for me. We're going to do a little Thunderball action. It is track 10 is by Martin O. This track is kind of interesting because it's both laid back and kind of jazzy and funky at the same time. I think it's a good relaxing drive song. We've talked about songs that we like to drive to. You know, we say drive, like drive hard, fast, like James Bond. But sometimes you just want to take a mellow drive. And I think Thunderball track 10, Martin O falls into that category. Let's give it a listen.
Okay, Alan, aside from the fact that I swore this was a nine-track album and I just played track 10. <laughs> As we said, counting is not off. <laughs> I just recounted there's 11 tracks in the album. For real, people. Anyways, Alan, Thunderball by Martin O. I don't know. I, you're a hard read on this one because I know how much you do love the Thunderball theme song. So I do, but it, it's not necessarily a version of the theme song, is it? It's a... I don't know. It's a version of the theme song mixed with some of the incidental cues. With yeah, it's 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 a little different. Yeah, yeah it's a little different. I, I see what you mean about the jazzy undertones and the sort of laid back vibe to it. So I must admit, I liked it to start with. I probably tuned out about halfway through. Yeah. You know, that's the whole problem with a lot of these sort of electronica songs is that some of them get to be like six, seven, eight, nine, nine minutes long. And you're like, could have really truncated that up a yeah. bit. I think that Thunderball track was actually six minutes-ish long. It maybe didn't need to be. So I do think that's fair. I think that's a fair judgment of Electronica overall. Sometimes they, they really get into their intros, and the intro to it will be two full minutes before you get to the view of the song as they build towards it. So I think that's a fair observation. And with that, I pass it over to you, my friend. Okay, well, as you may have noticed, Jared did not have an opening gag for his section this time. Failed again. But my only opening gag was the one that I actually had in my mouth stopping me saying what I really thought when Jared said that this was going to be his this episode. So that's all seriousness. So I, as I said, Jared has certainly opened my eyes to different types of Bond music over the last uh, few years we've been doing these shows. I think this is probably the pinnacle or the depths of that, depending which way you want to look at it. Um, so as I said, there there is apparently 9, 10, 11 tracks on this album, and it's pick three. So uh, I'm not going to do the math, but that left me with fewer to pick my three. One. I wouldn't say they're my three best, but I did actually pick three tracks. And um, we're going to start off with track number three, which is actually entitled 007. For me, uh, I think we were just talking about it. It's that continuous beat. I think it was just a bit heavy on the continuous beat. But it is a fun riff that is still recognizably 007. So uh, let's try track three by Lindum and Lindum, which sounds like a firm of lawyers to me. Double O seven. Oh, 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 
So, Jared, what's your thoughts on that one? That one, again, sounds very video game music-y to me. Yeah, it That's does. A, yeah, yeah. Adjective video game music-y. <laughs> I like it. I think it's fun and smooth. And clearly, I more tune in, like we said earlier, to enjoying electronica. But I like that one, too, because it's a little smooth. There are some tracks on here. And honestly, I don't know, looking at yours, I don't think you any of us picked them. Some of them get a little aggressive. There's definitely a view to a kill track where there's a guy basically just like shrieking the, the view to a kill lyrics. And, and and those I'm not so excited about, but the more sort of rhythmic and laid back ones like 007 by Lindem and Lindem Attorneys at Law. <laughs> I think they work for the Gumbold Institute. And, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's just fine. It's a great uh, laid back tune. Again, a lot of these are good songs for driving. And I think that one's a good laid back, enjoying yourself driving track. All right, so my second pick is going to be track number eight, which is You Only Live Twice by Para Dupuy, I guess. I don't know. I think that's how it's pronounced. Anyway, this has a little bit of an ominous beginning, so that's, uh, you know, ominous track, trademark album, so that's going to capture my engine. But I actually like the switch to the, I think I called it in the notes, the fl- a fluffy interpretation of the main You Only Live Twice melody. It took me a little by surprise. We'll go with track number eight, You Only Live Twice.
So, Jared, ominous meets light and fluffy. What do you think? <laughs> I love it. I really do. This one came really, 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 really close to being one of my three picks because I liked it so much. Uh, I do. I really love that ominous intro. It's got a real, real cool just vibe to it. For some reason, even though it's You Only Live Twice, which is clearly a Sean Connery film, to me, it almost feels Roger Morian with its ominous undertones of a James Bond score done by Barry, but its fun vibe, the light and airy and fluffy vibe of Sir Raj himself. So it feels like a Roger Moore song to me more than anything, but I really like it. Like I said I almost picked it for, for what I'm on. Cool. All right. So we'll round out this thing with Goldfinger Part 2, because I believe there are two covers of Goldfinger on the album by different artists, but this is the second one, uh, which is track number nine. Obviously, which is as far as Jared can count. Um, <laughs> That's where it stops. <laughs> That's where the album stops, yeah. All right, so track number nine by the Bonehead Bangers. And anybody with the word headbangers in the band name is going to catch my attention. It's a weird mix, but for some reason, I really like the mix of the old-style radio interference crackle that they mixed in and the occasional police siren that they mixed into this. I don't know why. It just made me smile, which I think is the only track on this album that actually made me smile. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> percentage one out of nine possibly 11 i'll work on that math while we listen
So you get the sirens and the uh, the radio static there. I did, I did. I, I probably heard that song a couple times and never paid attention. I picked up on the sirens, but I heard it that time, and they were kind of cool. I, I do like that sort of staticky sound, though. It's, it's something about it's appealing. I agree with you. It just makes our podcast sound so much better with a bit of static in there. <laughs> it does. We sound crystal clear. <laughs> uh, no, but it was a good track, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's like three minutes, and yeah, no, I think it's a good selection. Bonehead bangers, man. That's just yeah. fun to say. Yeah, it wasn't very headbanging, though. It was a little disappointing given the name of the, the DJ. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping, for, least, I was hoping for at least a bit of Black Sabbath or, or uh, Motorhead uh, mixed into the other. <laughs> Maybe next time. Somebody out there is probably doing the, the rocking versions. The, oh, yeah. If, the, if there's a heavy metal blonde album out there, uh, please let us know. Yeah, yeah let us know because we're going to find them. <laughs> I still have plenty of spinoffs sitting on my uh, CD shelf, so... We're not going to run anytime soon, but man, that would be fun. You know what? That's a great thing. If you're listening out there, you know we're on Twitter at OHMSpod, or you can email us at OHMSpod at Outlook.com. If there's an album that you're like, I'd really like you guys to cover this one, send it in. You know, We might pick it to cover on a show. So yeah, don't be shy if you've got some ideas or whatever. Don't get mad if we don't use it, because there's so many out there that we could use, but we're certainly open to your suggestions as a listening audience. I don't have a bonus track because there's, I mean, it's just, it's an 11, seriously, 11. <laughs> track. It's not nine with two bonus tracks then. Yeah, it is really an 11. Track. <laughs> and if, if I find, you know, like we did in the last episode, if we find something that kind of makes sense as a bonus track or something like that, that could happen in the future. But for this episode, you finally got just six tracks and I put in a new curveball this episode as we do on our rogue agents episodes we rate things on a scale of one to seven martinis and what i'm wondering alan is what we would rate this bond beaten bass electronica cd on a scale of one to seven based on how much this should be in any bond fans music library so through that lens one to seven martinis what do you think i'd say a two or a three like i said it's it's not the worst thing ever. It's not a slap in the face. For me, it's an interesting experiment. Uh, will I rush out and buy the CD? Probably not. But I've got it saved on my YouTube channel with all the tracks, and I might listen to it occasionally. So, yeah. If you're interested in Bond music, at least give it a listen. So, yeah, maybe a two or a three, you said. Okay. Like I said earlier on, sitting firmly on the fence here. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. I think, I think that's fair. Clearly, I like it a bit more. You know, electronic was a bit more popular when I was in college, so it appeals to me a bit more through the lens of how much this should be in a Bond fan's audio library. I actually kind of agree. I feel like it, from that lens, it is more of a novelty. Like as a Bond music fan, is it a must-have? No, I don't think so. Uh, so I would not give it a seven or even a six. I'd be in more four or five territory. Five if you're sort of a completist and you you want to have all the Bond music out there. And and four, if you're kind of like Alan and I, uh, at the end of the day, I think we're both viewing it as uh, just a fun novelty, really. To put it through this lens, Alan, if, if you were doing like I do and you're at a yard sale and this was at somebody's yard sale for a dollar, would you drop a dollar on it? Oh, yeah. 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 That'd probably be my top price, though. Maybe, <laughs> no, no maybe, try maybe, and get a dollar fifty. Maybe two dollars. I may go up to two dollars. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, if I saw that, you know, in the CD, the clearance CD rack outside our price books or at a yard sale, you know, or on Goodwill or something. Yeah, I'd probably pick it up. Yeah, but, why not? Uh, but, uh, you know, if I saw it in Suncoast or 
Sam Goody's and all these places that no longer exist. Um, so it's completely impossible for me to do that. Um, would, I, would, would I drop 10, 15 bucks on it? Probably not. Ah, that's fair. I think that's very fair. Oh, actually, do we want to retroactively rank Shaken and Stirred? Sure. No, that's a great idea. Let's let's go back to look at last episode, Shaken and Stirred, David Arnold Project. One to seven through the lens of how much this should be any Bond fans library. I'm expecting higher scores. Alan. Oh, seven. Easily. Yes. Yeah, um, so this, should be, this should be in there right <laughs> alongside all your uh, regular Bond soundtracks, I think. As we said last time, I mean, not only is it an interesting experiment, but basically this is David Arnold's job interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think it should be slotted in right with his soundtracks. Yeah, definitely a seven for me. Yeah, 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 totally, totally, totally. Uh, uh, sorry, I couldn't. I was so excited. I kept talking over you. But yeah, <laughs> I give it a seven too. definitely no lower than a six. But yeah, I think if you are into Bond music... Yeah, that that when you do drive down to Sam Goody and flunk down your fifteen dollars, <laughs> if this was nineteen ninety four. But no, yeah, get you a David Arnold shaken and stirred for sure. And if you want to broaden and have a little fun in your music library, and you don't mind spending a couple bucks, then pick up on Beat and Bass. I think that's where I'll leave it. That will bring us to the end of this episode of Bond Music Six of the Best which actually was six of the best for once. Well, all right, I'll rephrase that. It was actually six tracks. Oh, I see. (laughs) You've got a question or a comment? As Jared said, you can always email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or comment on Twitter at ohmspod, which I know quite a few of you do after each of the episodes, and we always appreciate that. And don't forget to subscribe to the On Her Majesty's Secret podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you could leave a review too, that would be great. If you'd like to chat with us personally on social media, you can find me at Bond Lexicon on Twitter, uh, Tumblr and Instagram at James Bond Lexicon. And if you want to find out more about the, a certain James Bond Lexicon book and all the things that we're doing around that and links to various podcast appearances, interviews, convention appearances, Updates to the Lexicon website. You can find all that at jamesbondlexicon.online. Three hundred thousand words, five thousand individual entries, four hundred fifty-three pages, two hundred seventy-one stories covered. 80 original illustrations. It all adds up to one book. The James Bond Lexicon. The unofficial guide to the worlds of James Bond in movies, novels, TV, and comics by Alan J. Porter and Jillian J. Porter. Now available from White Rocket Books and via your favorite online bookstore. For more information, visit the companion website at jamesbondlexicon.online or follow us on Twitter at Bond Lexicon. Jared, where can they find you? I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It is all at Yard Sale Artist. Cool. And as always, we will pass the baton to White Rocket founder and OHMS pod co-host Van Allen Plexico to thank our generous patrons who support all of the White Rocket endeavors. 
So just go to www.plexico.net, P-L-E-X-I-C-O.net, or you can just go to patreon.com and search for White Rocket and join up. And it's for as little as a dollar a month, you get to be part of the show. And we send out, we, I post things occasionally on the Patreon page of interest. And you get previews, you get special deals, special offers, and discounts on things that we do. And you sometimes get shows before the, uh, the regular audience does. Here are the fine folks who are currently keeping our programs on the air that we owe everything to. Samuel Salvatore and Bart Lindsay, uh, Bradley Blackman, Brian Gray, Chris Usher, Gary Grant, Logan Chilton, Phil Amthor, Richard Stevens, Steve Trawick, Susan Trawick, Tom Anderson, Willie Carden, and Kanjian. Hey, you falling up? Ben Bloodsworth, Clay Henson, Dan Thompson, Daniel Odom. David Evers, David Hegler, Emmanuel Seaman, George Gaston, Jacob and Robin Fleming, James Greenwell, Joel Beckham, John Otsuki, Catherine England, Kevin Smith, Mickey B, Phil Davis, Preston Settle, Reynolds Wolf, Rich Reimer, Steve Harlan, Timothy, W.D.E. Richie, Wes Atkinson, William Morgan, Wilson Beard, Winston Body, Alex Nguyen, Blake Heron, Boris the Tiger, Cato the Barner, Chris Hilton, Chris Thrash, Colby Butler, Danny Flack, Plus, Darius Benton, David Simpson, Di Bama, Earl Ricks, Eric Mahan, Hugh Anderson, Josh Teal, Kevin Kenoy, Kevin Mahan, Lane Middleton, Mike Finley, Papa Todd, Randall Walker, Rob Morgan, Ross, Russell Milling, Shannon Butson, Sarah Hines, Shane Bailey, Snowdog, Stephen Houston, Tim Pittman, Todd Gray, Tony Perry, Auburn Elvis, Ben Amos, Brandon Sisson, Brandon Smith, Chris Camo, Darren Pyle, David Smiley, Don, Donnie Reynolds, Plus, Ivor Evans, James Taylor, Jason Albrick, John Stubbs, John Zavachin, Joey Miller, Joseph Iliff, Justin Bean, Lawrence Kane, Mark Squire, Matthew Flowers, Mick Vigicana, Nicholas Craig, Patrick Williams, Paul Bankson, Robert Drain, Robert O. Sammons, Russell Souther, Ruth and Darren Sutherland, that's the truth, Ruth, Spanky, Stephen Thompson, Trevor Johnson, Kenneth Brent Rains, Brant Rumble, and Chris Plus, our one-time and anonymous donors, we thank you all so much. Go to www.plexico.net or just go to www.patreon.com and sign up and join the family. Thank you for joining us for this episode. This episode's tracks are from the 1998 Bond Beat and Bass CD. As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or via CD or vinyl, although... This entire album is available on YouTube until somebody gets mad about it and takes, <laughs> takes it down, I guess. It's been up for like six years. I don't think it's going anywhere. But hey, we do want you guys to support the Bond creative community with your hard-earned money. If you're going to purchase these things, please purchase them legally. We will be back with Six of the Best as we will return with Alan's spinoff suggestion, Big Bond Movie Themes by Jeff Love orchestra i'm looking forward to that one <laughs>